Welcome to the Self Love Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Rosenberg. You might know me from my Human Magnet Syndrome book or my Codependency Cure and the Healing the Inner Trauma Child Treatment Program. If you identify as being codependent or what I call self-love deficient, or you consider yourself an empath or a survivor of narcissistic abuse, or if you just have been held back by your life, by your circumstances, or more sadly, a person, say a pathological narcissist, this is the place to be. I will bring my personal and professional experience to help you overcome the biggest and for some the most tragic obstacles. I am committing to giving you the very best information I know that I believe will resonate with both your experience as well as your future dreams. So sit back, enjoy, and let's make this world a better place, one self-love abundant person at a time. Today I'm going to talk to you about a question that I keep getting over and over again. I got this question probably on the very first training that I ever gave on the subject that would become eventually my book. People ask me, can a codependent be a narcissist? Now think about it. Why would I get that question so often? Why would people who are interested in my content, my book, my trainings or my videos ask, am I a narcissist? It's my understanding that narcissists are not drawn to my videos or my book um, because they tend to externalize or blame or project onto others their problem or just not take responsibility. They don't really look to a self-help book to solve their relationship problem. They're looking to blame you or someone else for their problem. So I don't really get a lot of narcissists who come to me and say, gee, Ross, I think I'm a narcissist. What do you think? Well, first, if you understand narcissistic personality disorder or what I call pathological narcissist, you'll know that one of the major criterion or diagnostic criterion of, those, uh, um, of that disorder or those disorders is little to no insight into the problem, um, a sense of, of, of denial, being oblivious to the harm that you cause others, and um, making excuses for the mistakes or problems that you do, or um, hurting people, not accepting responsibility and blaming the other person. So why would a narcissist ask me, so Russ, do you think I'm a narcissist? The person that's going to ask the question is the person has, that has the ability to have insight into their self, their problems. They have the psychological awareness that maybe something is wrong, they're responsible, and to feel bad about it. Think about it. You have to have some level of guilt or remorse to wonder if you're being narcissistic because it just asking the question infers that you don't like it, you feel bad about it, and you carry some shame about it. So the answer, the quick answer to that question is narcissists don't ask me that question. Codependents do. So when I was doing this training, and I, and I gave the training probably during a two-year period, um, 60 times, 27 states. I was all over the place in the United States, really kind of pounding the pavement to get the word out. And after getting that question, 
I would say probably on the 10th time, I told myself, I have to figure this out because I don't think I, you know, up until that moment, I didn't have the best answer. Because, you know, my, my answer at the time was, well, um, codependents can be sneaky and, uh, and they can be honest. And uh, that sneaky and dishonest is independent of the disorder. Now, let me say that again. Dishonesty, manipulation, sneakiness, um, and even harm is independent of codependency or self-love deficit disorder. Additionally, substance abuse and drug addiction is independent of self-love deficit disorder or codependency. So what you're hearing me say is you can be codependent and be a drug addict or an alcoholic or a sex addict, which means by definition, if you are in the throes of your addiction, you're going to behave selfishly narcissistically. I have a whole video on this concept and it's called Codependency and Sex Addiction and you can find that on uh, my YouTube channel. Okay, so back to the independent variables. So we understand that addiction is independent of codependency. Now if you are a person that is dishonest and you survived um, by being, as a child or, or a young person, by uh, being um, dishonest and manipulative to get what little emotional scraps you can get, well, you're going to um, take that into your adult relationships. Um, if you were a child um, and um, um, on track to be an adult codependent, a human doing, uh, the pleasing child or the trophy child, which I refer to in other videos, um, you're going to learn that the way that you get any love, the conditional love from your narcissistic parent, is you're going to be the pleasing trophy child that the parent wants and, and you um, stuff, suppress your own needs um, in order to not upset the narcissist. So there's two, there, there's two ways that um, a person who is going to become codependent can uh, develop um, personality traits. They can be in a family in which they can be the passive, caretaking, uh, deferential, uh, sacrificing child who is honest and stays out of harm's way. Or they can be that same child, but they learn that through dishonesty, through manipulation, they can. that's how they survive and they don't get hurt. So what I'm saying is in the beginning stages of the development of this disorder in childhood, the personality trait of dishonesty and manipulation can go both ways. So if you're, if you're an adult and you come out of childhood believing and knowing that your only your self-worth is by taking care of others and ignoring yourself, and you get that by lying and manipulating, well, you are a, a, an, a manip manipulative codependent. Um, and if you learned that it's just better to tell the truth and be honest and righteous, be the salt of the earth, and then you are an honest codependent. So I came up with the, the categories of active and passive codependency to help explain the differences between the manipulative, um, dishonest, and sometimes um, difficult to manage codependent versus the passive, uh, compliant one. The codependent who's going to be manipulative, who's going to be dishonest, 
who might even cheat and have an affair. They're going to fall under the active codependent category. So when I get a codependent who asks, am I a narcissist um, because I lie and cheat and manipulate, um, I explain to them that their, their need or desire or, uh, or tendency to be such an emotionally manipulative person is just another form of codependency. And I explain the differences between active codependency and passive codependency. And the light bulb goes off. The question is not answered completely yet. Many of us are familiar with the concept of gaslighting. Gaslighting, or the term, comes from a movie um, in which um, a person manipulates another to believing there is something wrong with them in order to gain control. And over time, the manipulator is able to brainwash or turn that person against themselves and they actually believe everything that the manipulative narcissist says about them. If the narcissist says they're lazy, or um, they're ugly, or they have um, no friends, um, and they're told it over and over again, um, they start to believe that, and they start to act that way. They start to see all of the criticisms that the narcissists are throwing at them as actually who they are. They, they adapt and adopt to the vision that the narcissist or the, most, the emotionally manipulative narcissist wants them to believe because if they do believe all of the negative rhetoric and the negative pronouncements or the negative diagnoses um, by, um, by the narcissist, not only will they um, behave in that manner, but they will feel bad about themselves and they will relinquish self-control. Because a person who does not love themselves, who does not respect themselves, who thinks that they're inherently broken or damaged, and is in a relationship with someone who purportedly loves them, wants to care for them, um, but constantly tells them there's something wrong with them, their insecurity is going to keep them magnetically connected to the manipulative narcissist. Okay, so that is a very short synopsis of gaslighting. Now back to my question. Can a codependent be a narcissist? Why would a codependent ask that? Think about it. The codependent who was brought up in a, um, in, by parents who said that anytime they wanted something, they were selfish, they were needy. It was the parent projecting on the child um, that, about their own narcissism. So this child, whenever um, she wanted something, is told that they're selfish or they're needy, grows up with this belief that by asking something, um, by asking someone to give them something, whether it's something physical, whether it's emotional, um, is taking something away from the narcissist. And they're conditioned through punishment or the threat of punishment to feel bad about it. This type of conditioning is, in a sense, like gaslighting. The narcissistic parent is brainwashing or conditioning the child to believe that if she or he asks for something, um, love, respect, care, um, a new dress, a, a game, and that it's being selfish, it guarantees, and, and the narcissist can make that child feel bad about it, it guarantees that the child will not ask for it again. And if, if she does, 
or he does, he'll feel bad. It's control. So when someone says, hey, Ross, I think I'm a narcissist because I want to go out with my girlfriends and go out and see a movie, or I want to go with my guy friends, or I want to buy myself a new car, um, and I feel narcissistic, or when I talk about myself, I feel narcissistic, to me, it's a codependent who has been conditioned to turn themselves, has been conditioned, brainwashed or gaslit, to turn against themselves as a method to gain control, to maintain control of the codependent. That is why um, it is so important to understand that codependency or self-love deficit disorder is not only um, a disorder of self-esteem, a uh, disorder of, um, of depression, a disorder of addiction, a, a trauma disorder. All of the, the different elements that I talk about in my trainings and seminars in my book, um, it also is a disorder in thinking. If you can get the codependent to turn against themselves, if the narcissist can get the codependent to turn against themselves, then you establish control. Let me, let me illustrate this point by telling you a true story. Um, um, I, was, I gave a seminar, a training um, in Boston, and after the training, I sat at a table selling my book. And you know, I was there you know, talking about my book, selling it, and someone came up to me, um, a young woman, a therapist, and she looked really embarrassed and she looked sad. And she said, I'm embarrassed to say this, but my, my boyfriend bought your book the human magnet syndrome, um, and um, determined that I was a narcissist and broke up with me because of that. And she said she felt horrible about it and didn't know what to do. And it struck me as really odd that a narcissist would come up to me and tell me about someone accusing them that they're narcissistic, uh, breaking up with it, breaking up with them for that reason and feeling really bad about it. So I, I established a hypothesis that something that this person was gaslit um, or manipulated. And I said, do you mind if I ask you a few questions about your boyfriend? And she said, no. Um, and I go, was he kind of on the conceited side? Yes. Was, did he talk a lot about himself? Yes. Did he show little empathy? Yes. Um, was he vain? Was he entitled? You know, I went through all of the uh, check boxes that we use to um, diagnose narcissistic personality disorder. And almost everyone, she said, yes, 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 yes. And I said to her, I said, I want you to think about this. What type of person is going to believe something that doesn't fit with their own worldview, is going to accept it, feel bad about it, and I'll give up on a relationship and let that person go away. I said, narcissists don't do that, codependents do. Your boyfriend is a narcissist, probably has narcissistic personality disorder, perhaps a malignant narcissist, used my book as a manipulative, um, as a manipulative ploy to make you feel bad, to manipulate you, to feel like you are a bad narcissistic person, um, and so you would let him off the hook. You would um, give him um, free, a free ride out of the relationship without taking any responsibility. Only a codependent would do that. I said, my dear, I have good news and I have bad news. One is, he was a, um, your boyfriend is a 
narcissist and he manipulated you and you are not one, you are a codependent. <laughs> and she smiled and she laughed and she asked me if I, I would give her a hug. Of course I did. And, and she also bought a book. So that was, that was kind of cool. But, but the point of that story is don't let the narcissist make you believe that you're narcissistic because if they're always going to do that, especially if you call a narcissist a narcissist. Don't, I mean, forget about it. Your codependency, your self-love deficit disorder is determined by the diagnostic features that I talk about in my book, The Human Magnet Syndrome, in my seminars, um, and um, in my videos and my articles. So my closing comment to you is self-love deficit disorder, the opposite of it is self-love. And self-love is embracing who you are, the good and the bad, and loving it. Don't let anyone tell you you're something bad that doesn't fit who you are. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. Building a self-love recovery community means the world to me. Spread the word. Let people know what we're talking about. And until we meet next, I'd like to leave you my favorite of all sayings by George Eliot. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Don't forget that. Our future is in our hands despite what anyone has told you before. You can be the self-love abundant person you've always dreamt of. It's your birthright.